Miss Elliot did not approve of Charles, nor of Sophie. She disliked Charles's carelessness with money and his lateness at dinner. She disliked Sophie's watching, listening face. It's not natural in a little girl. She hated their joint habit of writing each other notes on the wallpaper in the hall. It's not normal, she said, scribbling on her notepad. It's not healthy. On the contrary, said Charles. The more words in a house, the better, Miss Elliot. Miss Elliot also disliked Charles's hands, which were inky, and his hat, which was coming adrift round the brim. She disapproved of Sophie's clothes. Charles was not good at shopping. He spent a day standing, bewildered, in the middle of Bond Street, and came back with a parcel of boys' shirts. Miss Elliot was livid. You cannot let her wear that, she said. People will think she is deranged. Sophie looked down at herself. She fingered the material. It felt quite normal to her, still a little stiff from the shop, but otherwise fine. How can you tell it's not a girl's shirt? she asked. Boys' shirts, button left over right. Blouses, please note, the word is blouses, button right over left. I am shocked that you don't know that. Charles put down the newspaper behind which he had retreated. You are shocked that she doesn't know about buttons? Buttons are rarely key players in international affairs. I beg your pardon? I meant... She knows the things that are important. Not all of them, of course. She is still a child, but many. Miss Elliot sniffed. You'll forgive me. I may be old-fashioned, but I think buttons do matter. Sophie, said Charles, knows all the capitals of all the countries of the world. Sophie, standing in the doorway, whispered, Almost. She knows how to read and how to draw. She knows the difference between a tortoise and a turtle. She knows one tree from another, and how to climb them. Only this morning she was telling me what is the collective noun for toads. A knot, said Sophie. It's a knot of toads. And she whistles. You would have to be extraordinarily unintelligent not to see that Sophie's whistling is unusual. Extraordinarily unintelligent, or deaf. Charles might just as well not have spoken. Miss Elliot swept him aside with a single flick of her fingers. She'll need new shirts, please, Mr. Maxim. Women's shirts. And my lord, those trousers. Sophie didn't see the problem. Trousers were just skirts with extra sewing. I need them, she said. Please let me keep them. You can't climb in a skirt. Or you can but then everyone would see your underpants, and surely that would be worse. Miss Elliot frowned. She was not the sort of person who admitted to wearing underpants. We'll let it pass for now. You're still a child, but this can't go on forever. What? Why not? Sophie touched the bookcase with her fingertips for luck. Yes, it can. Why wouldn't it? It certainly can't. England is no place for untrained women. Above all, Miss Elliot disliked Charles's wish to take Sophie on sudden expeditions. London was dirty, she said, and Sophie would catch germs and bad habits. On the day of Sophie's probably ninth birthday, 
Charles stood her on a chair and polished her shoes while she ate toast with one hand and read a book with the other. She turned the pages with her teeth. Crumbs and spit coated the corners of the paper, but it was otherwise a satisfactory arrangement. They were almost ready to leave the house for the concert hall when Miss Elliot stormed in. You can't take her out like that. She's filthy. And don't slouch, Sophie. Charles looked with interest at the top of Sophie's head. Is she? Mr. Maxim, barked Miss Elliot. The girl has jam all down her top. So she does. Charles looked at Miss Elliot with courteous bewilderment. Does it matter? Then, seeing Miss Elliot's hand reach toward her clipboard, he took a cloth and sponged at Sophie as gently as if she were a painting. Miss Elliot sniffed. There's some on the sleeve, too. The rain will wash the...